What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a Thursday on the Blog of the Boys podcast network, and that means it's time to get riled up on the Cowboys with my man Tom Ryle and your boy Roy White as we are in the thick of the NFL Combine, and we'll get to how the Cowboys are approaching that, perhaps a unique approach from years past. I do want to make one note, though, to our loyal listeners. The NFC East mixtape, which typically comes out on Wednesday, will be coming out later today. So just want to make that programming note to our listeners. In addition to that, because that podcast is uh, featuring our esteemed RJ Ochoa, the leader of our great Blogging the Boys product, uh, he will not be producing the Oak Show, but he obviously will be on the mixtape later on today. So keep an eye out for that on any places that you can download podcasts or listen to them out there in the ether. Of course, encourage you as well to check out bloggingtheboys.com and subscribe to the YouTube page as we do give you series after series every single week. We still have plenty of Cowboys content to discuss. But Tom... Um, I'm interested if you have any thoughts at all on how the Cowboys are seemingly approaching this NFL combine in Indianapolis. Well, it's a little bit different than a lot of teams uh, because as our Mike Poland reported for us at blogging the boys, neither Mike McCarthy or Mike Zimmer went to the combine they decided to stay home and focus on little things like figuring out what they're going to do to keep their jobs beyond this year possibly uh maybe some you know they're still trying to sort out who uh mike wants or mike zimmer wants to bring in for his staff i don't know if he's got all his holes filled uh and uh, mccarthy might have one or two things still to do and lot to do and maybe they need to uh, be coming up with a plan of attack for the thing that came out today about the, the uh, cowboy or came out on Wednesday excuse me uh, that the Cowboys players rated their training poorly uh, on the uh, NFLPA scorecard they do every year where they have the, the players grade their team they were unhappy about a lack of trainer personnel uh which, come on, Jerry, hire some guys. Let's get some more people in there and keep these players. I mean, with the health issues the Cowboys have, you think you'd want to overstaff your training. Wow, that um, is really discouraging. Coming mm-hmm. on the heels of the great deep dive that David Howman did, that we highlighted last week, regarding the analytics staff and how short staff they are in that department. With mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys, basically have been running on a two-man staff for over a decade and a half, and that's way less than what most teams are employing. To hear that from the inside, from the players saying that, that's incredibly discouraging because I've been 
inside the new facilities. The star is impeccable. It mm-hmm. is phenomenal. They have like they have you know those like old people tubs that are also showers that'll fill up. Tom, you wouldn't <laughs> maybe know anything about this, but you certainly have never searched for one. Right? Not yet. <laughs> yeah. These types of things, like the Cowboys have that in terms of like a whirlpool situation. They can massage your body as you're moving in place in that position. It's got a treadmill underneath that you can run on in the water. Like it is absolutely state of the art technology. So to hear that there's a lack of staffing to support it. Yeah. Ah. Come on, Jerry, you got a $9 billion football franchise. That ain't all. Yeah. That ain't all Thomas. We'll get to in a bit. Yeah. I was going to say you're, you're kind you're kind of uh, tipping our hand there. (laughs) Cause that's, yeah, that's the thing. But I, I, I actually am better than fine with, with the two mics not going to the combine because that's about talent evaluation. And with the Cowboys organization, that's just not what the coaches are supposed to do. Uh, the coaches are supposed to identify the kinds of players they need and then turn it over to uh, Will McClay and his staff and, of course, Jerry and Stephen Jones are going to have their hands all over this. But let them go out and find the talent. They, they Let us go back a few years because there was an apparent case where a coach really got involved in the draft process in the first round. That would be the time when it's widely believed that Ron Marinelli really pushed to select Tarko Charlton with this other fellow that you may have heard of called T.J. Watt sitting there. And uh, Marinelli apparently won that. And now we have to live with that for, for forever. That was one of the worst draft day decisions that they've done uh, in, you know, a very long time. And, you know, Charlton didn't work out. He's uh, he's a free agent now, but I think he's probably going to be out of the league unless somebody gets really desperate. Yeah. TJ By the way, Waters. so is uh, so is Rob Marinelli out of the league. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I think that following that, they said no, coaches get out of the talent evaluation process. We don't want your inputs on on what you think of the college players that are coming in. Just tell us what mold you want us to have them fit, and we'll go figure out who fits it and what you need to, to, to do that. And, you know, up until last year, that had been working much better for the Cowboys because they'd had some really good draft picks. Then last year came along, and, and we don't know at this point whether – that was a return to some bad habits that crept in, although we haven't heard any rumors about that. A case of just maybe there's some players that are are going to come along later and make us feel better. Uh, you know, DeMarvian Overshone never even got on the field due to an injury, so hopefully he'll help make us feel better. And we're hoping for more out of Mozzie Smith and Luke Schoonmaker. Uh, or maybe it was just a, 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 an out-of-character bad day 
for the staff, you know, so to speak. The in this case, a bad three days where they they just didn't get the kinds of players we're used to seeing them get. Uh, so the fact that McCarthy and Zimmer didn't go, I think that may be a good thing. They're saying, okay, we'll we'll stay out of your business and go tend to ours, and that can be a good thing. Sometimes it's about people taking care of their own responsibilities very well and just not meddling in other things that they are not as good at. People, a lot of people, this is a universal trait. People think because they're good at one thing, they're also good at something else. And that's so often not true. We see some guy just make an absolute fortune doing something and then go really absolutely screw something up for reasons that just, you know, baffle us because we look at them making decisions and doing things that we're all going like, well, that's going to flop. What the heck are you doing? And, hmm. You know, I'm not going to mention any, you know. It's so funny. I was like, Tom doesn't need to mention any names. You could come up with probably half a dozen candidates in your head. Yeah, I wouldn't. Not, I wasn't going to mention a certain, you know, guy from South Africa who who likes electric cars and rocket ships. But anyway, um, you know, you just like I said, you can just look at that guys that get outside of their area of expertise. Now, and on a football team, on the staff, it's it's easy because it's all you know part of the same thing. You just sometimes don't realize that there's a lot more compartmentalization not just in what you do, but in the knowledge you have. You know, the ability to coach the most out of a player is not the same as being able to figure out which player you're going to be able to get the most out of. So hmm. I'm kind of happy to see that the uh, Cowboys have left the the presence at Indianapolis to the Joneses and to Will McClay and all the scouts. That's I think, is probably a good thing. Hmm. And I mean, I, I don't. I don't love the Joneses being involved with it, but I'm comfortable with Will McClay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's always there's always then, that that uneasy balance there that we yeah like I don't about. need them to see a whole lot of it. They can stay on the yacht for all I care. Like I know it's funny they'll get criticized right if they're on the yacht during the combine, but we're I mean they're on their bus, they're chilling it up on their yeah. bus, drinking lots yeah. of Miller Lite or whoever's their title sponsor at the moment. And what and what happens on the bus stays on the bus. It actually doesn't. <laughs> Everybody seems to hear about what happens on the bus after the fact. Uh, and and it makes we hear about who's getting stories. on the bus, right? If it's <laughs> Dean Blandino getting on the bus, we'll certainly hear about it. And and some some rather attractive young. Anyway, I didn't say that. You didn't hear that. I didn't come about. You said I didn't. Say it, that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know, I think the combine is a little bit overrated. It's become a showcase for the NFL, a way to keep the NFL year going all year long. There's Wait, always, how much, it's. Is there a question about how much it has left, Tom? Like, I agree with you. It's definitely like the, the marquee event in this month, right? And mm -hmm. so it, it, it really in March, right? Or I guess, in, I mean, you could say, I guess, at the end of February, but in March. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, that being the case, right before the new league year starts with all these players now kind of opting out of, you know, we already saw like they're all opting out of the test. Agents are yeah. telling them no one's doing any of the testing stuff, but we're seeing top end quarterbacks not doing any of the drills. We're seeing yeah. top 
to your wide receivers like Marvin Harrison and the like, like refusing to basically do anything at the combine. Um, yeah. Is there and, a time where this will become like not an event? Yeah. I, and I really wonder uh, if, if it, they might, I mean, I, I, I despaired of them ever giving up on the pro bowl game and they finally did. So, you know, maybe the NFL is going to change with the times. The only, you know, I mean, if you look at what's important that does come out and then what isn't important, I think the way I order them in my head, the physicals are really, I think they got, they have to have a way to continue that. They need that physical evaluation because I'm not saying you can't trust college colleges to take good care of their players medically, but, but you really can. Uh, we saw what happened with Damone Clark. The Cowboys identified a problem, had to be fixed, and then they, because their medical staff told them, look, he can come back from this and be a good player, took him a bargain and got a starter last year out of it. And, uh, you know, I think that was a case where the physicals really worked out to the benefit of both the player and the, the team. Uh, the next thing is, is meeting with the prospects. Uh, you know, I was looking at a list of the formal, formal uh, uh, sit-downs they've had. Uh, I was thrilled to see uh, uh, Edgerin uh, Cooper out of A&M, the linebacker. I think if they got him, that would be super cool. And I like some of the other people that they were looking at. Uh, they were looking at the defensive players because the players kind of stagger in. They have them staggered how they arrive and go through their stuff to process at the combine. Then there's the measurements. Because once again, there have been cases of, of colleges listing a guy at 6'1", and they come in and he's barely 5'10", 5'11", when they actually put the, the measurement on him. So they have to kind of double check those colleges because they, they sometimes fudge the numbers. Uh, then you've got, you know, the testing with the three cones and the 40 yards can give you some interesting numbers to use, but you know, that's not good. And finally, it's just the silly drills they have when guys running around in shirts and shorts mm -hmm. doing strange things like the, the, the one where they have the wide receiver catch like five or six different passes thrown from different directions and immediately drop them, which is like, why are you having the guy focus on dropping the ball? That's, he's a wide receiver. You don't ever want to focus on dropping the ball. So outside of possibly the, the meetings with, with the, uh, the, the players, there's nothing really in that for the coaches to do because, once again, the coaches says, well, I didn't like the way he, he handled that particular aspect of that drill. And the scouts are there going, shut up and go back and have another wing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, not to mention that, like, they don't need to be in person to see those these yeah. days. Yeah, you've got video. And, and video is better because you're not just seeing it live. You're sitting there breaking it down, running slow-mo, backing it up, looking. And so, yeah, you don't need to see that. Uh, so the Cowboys right now, I think the real focus mentally for the top management, namely people named Jones, um, is contracts. Uh, you know, we still they still have – a little bit of work to do to get under the cap, although the NFL helped them a lot when they announced the new salary cap. 
a lot of teams were going like, wow, that's cool. Uh, you know, and they wound up with getting millions more than anybody was predicting. So they still got to figure out what to do about getting some players re-signed, some restructured, and some extended. Uh, and the big one, and Stephen Jones came right out and said that, uh, you know, Chris Hollingsworth was all over some of the things that, that Stephen said. And, you know, thanks to him for doing the work of listening and putting down the pertinent stuff that uh, that is that is not easy for anyone that's ever tried to transcribe something like that. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, to transcribe Stephen Jones, he's worse than Jerry. With his, like, he's he's oh, better oh, at at speaking at length and saying absolutely nothing. You're yes. right. I guess you could say it's a skill because every now and then Jerry <laughs> will slip up and say something that to his <laughs> knowledge or what he means. Stephen truly gives you jack squat wrapped up in a whole big bag of nothing. He he's the guy that that you know if if, if you know you. He, he, you were investigating him for something. You would dread the the uh, the interviews and the interrogations because he could go on and on and on. And you come down and you go like, "But we don't know anything. We didn't yeah. learn a thing for that." Um, but the top priority, I think, Stephen did say something meaningful. That right now it looks like one of the first things they're going to look at is getting with Tyron Smith. And figuring out what it will take to re-sign him and bring him back. And I think that is, you know, I think Steven said it because that pretty much qualifies as a no-brainer at this point. Uh, Ty, for, for those that don't follow history, Tyron finally finished up his contract because he, he came in and got this long extension. And so he's been playing on his second contract all this time well he's still when he's healthy he's still there's not many left tackles you trade to get to, for him he is he is still very good and he had a pretty healthy season last year i think he was in 14 games that's for him that's that's really solid and so they're going to sit down and figure out hopefully what's palatable and hopefully there that Steven's not going to, you know, be sitting there clinging to his, his cat space, like his, like it's his favorite puppy uh, and, and parting with some, some dollars to get Tyron back at something that, that shows him respect and his value to the team. It's, it's, I don't think it's going to be anything earth shattering. It's not going to be upsetting. And I think that's that's a good one to look at because if he doesn't come back, suddenly you've got this gaping need. And how you fill it, you know, like 
Well, you could move Tyler Smith over, but Stephen also said that he kind of likes where Tyler Smith is right now, and I think that's reflective of what the coaching staff is telling him because just like his father, he sometimes is passing on what he's being educated on from the people that really know what they're doing. And so, you know, you don't really have a a ready replacement. So, yeah, you've got to have him, I think. I I do think they'll get something done with Tyron. They've always had a great relationship with him, and he's had a pension to give them a discount. Probably undeserved, not one he necessarily needs to give, but he seems to be happy in Dallas and happy to be a Cowboy for life. Like I fully expect him to come back. Um, to, uh, one other point I wanted to make on that, and I kind of lost my my train of thought <laughs> as I was getting into t- Oh, I know what it was. It's about the other Smith. It's about Tyler. Steven invoked Larry Allen when comparing Tyler Smith to kind of his talent level. And to me, that's like that maybe is too much. Yeah, I I appreciate what he's trying to do there, right? I appreciate the confidence he's instilling in the fan base that he has faith in Tyler Smith. I do too. Let's not compare him to Larry Allen. Yeah, he's not Larry Allen. The term generational talent gets thrown around way too loosely in the NFL, but Larry Allen was. For those that have never seen him play, you need to go back and find some cut-ups of him. The man just mauled people, and and he was he was talent. He was physicality. He was attitude. Yeah. Uh just, I'm not gonna you know, lie, I was irritated by that, Tom. Like when I heard him do that, I was like, oh hell no. I took the headphones <laughs> out of my ear. I was like, no, dude. And I love Tyler Smith. I think the world of Tyler Smith I think he's an incredible talent. One of the top left guards, uh, top guards in the league right now. Uh he's yeah. not Larry Allen. So just yeah. put that sock in your mouth, please, Stephen Jones. Yeah. For that one. And the the other one is the other big one, and again. This, you know, if you, you weren't aware of this, then you managed to completely miss the elephant squatting on your couch. Dak Prescott, they've got to either restructure him or extend him. Everybody's thinking it's going to be an extension. And I saw something about three years for $180 million. I'm going to say, have and, you seen the numbers? $60 million a year is what people are throwing out. And I don't think that's unrealistic. And everybody, there's going to be a lot of pearls clutched to the point of crushing them over the number. But that is the cost of doing business in the National Football League when you're dealing with your franchise quarterback. And you just accept it, move on, and in a month, somebody's going to get paid even more because that's how the game is played. And if you don't pay him now, then somebody else will get there, and suddenly his agent's going to be saying, oh, no, we need a little more. Uh, It's also a function of the fact that this week, the NFL announced that their salary cap is rising from what it was a year ago, $224 million. It's rising by an unprecedented $30 million. Mm-hmm. That's more than like ten percent of the current loan amount, right? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, excuse me, it's more than ten percent of the current cap figure. Well, we all know quarterbacks make about what twenty percent of the cap mm-hmm. figure on their own. The best ones do. So at this new number, like 
60 million is kind of the landing spot. Yeah, it's it just it and you can see how people are coming up with the logic. And I just okay, I was gonna say I hope it doesn't happen. Let's just put this way. Brace for it. Uh, you know, we're gonna get negotiation through the media. We're gonna be told about how putting so much cap into your quarterback hurts you and paying other people and all the other nonsensical things that Stephen Jones has. Uh, I, I don't think he even thinks about it. It's just like an automatic reflex when it comes up. He just starts spouting these things. Uh, You're it's right. going to happen. And then the other automatic reflex comes, which is that they cave and do the deal. Yeah, anyway. And they, they just wait do. too long to do it. And probably one guy gets signed before then, sneaks in before then, that raises the number by a million yeah. or two. Yeah, the Cowboys live by the motto that deadlines make deals, and they leave out the, the last part of that, which is – bad deals for the team um that's you know they just need it. they it's like you know they're they, they, have you have, have i don't know for people that have ki kids but do you ever have a kid that just he he doesn't learn things no matter how many times he does it you know oh, yeah. and, and it's just like you go like oh I'm, i don't want to send this kid out into the world on his own. but you know it's it's that's kind of how the joneses are about these these negotiations they have this fallacious belief that they are master negotiators and they get rings run around them so many times and that's just that's just what had happened but you know uh, Stephen was he kept talking and he kind of tipped this earlier uh you know rj achoa dug into some other remarks that Stephen made and it's not happy reading for those of you that are are looking for things to change with the cowboys uh because basically, Stephen said, it's going to be the same this year as it was last year. He, he, he really, he's thrown water on, or in, in the case of what he said in Indianapolis, just tap danced around this whole thing about all in, talking about how his father is all in every year, which I think in his mind, he really is. Uh, it's just that for them all in, me doesn't have anything to do with like paying for free agency and things like that and it's it's doesn't mean we're going to go out and negotiate these contracts without creating some bad blood with with the players because they always seem to manage to 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 tick somebody off in the process even though the deal gets done uh you know it's it just it doesn't make you feel good. And Stephen just seemed to be exuding this attitude that, you know, we're the smartest guys in the room and we know how to do it better than everybody else. Yeah, we do. And, and you know, it's, it's just great, you know. And uh, what's that, about 30 years drought? No, we still know what we're doing. You know, yeah, just, no, I mean, well, how many games have we won in the last three years, Tom? I mean, oh, we won twelve. We won. Yeah, we won thirty-six games in the last three years in the regular season. Stephen, you look what happened in the playoffs. But, but you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's, you know the same. If you keep doing the same thing over and expecting different results, you might be crazy. <laughs> That's kind of what we're facing right now.
And there's um, no way off of the crazy no, wheel. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the heart of the problem. We we see so much evidence that they need to just do something very different. Just get get daring, get radical. You know, like Stephen Jones start start using the cap uh, as much as he can. Uh, you know, leveraging it if you leveraging the future for now. Go ahead and do that because with the cap growing, it, it they seem to be managing that kind of stuff. A lot of teams are, you know, they're teams that are massively under the cap, but they'll be there when the league year starts and be fielding a, a team, possibly a competitive one, um, you know. Uh, and so, you know, they've made major changes in the coaching staff because that's something they can do without any bruising to their personal egos or anything like that. They're not wrapped up in that. It clearly hasn't done it yet. Um, and we, you know, we're left kind of hoping that McCarthy's second year is the play caller and Mike Zimmer coming back, both of which could work out. But, you know, that's hope. That's not anything that you can hang your hat on at this point. Um, and you're just not going to see much impetus for change. Because it's a $9 billion franchise that outstrips every other professional sports franchise in the world, not just the NFL, but the whole globe, including those monster organizations, uh, soccer organizations in Europe. You know, it just, it just keeps going on. I, it made me think about the fact that the Cowboys have gotten into a situation through some incredible business acumen. I mean, Jerry Jones is great at running businesses because it's not just the Cowboys. They have other pies with their fingers buried in them that are bringing in. So many. Oh, yes. I think they're like, they, they owe like the number one car dealership in Brazil. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Like, that's just an example of like how deep their roots run, how wide their web. It's yeah, I'd love to down. see what their actual full net worth is because it's it's got to be phenomenal. But in the military, we had a term for people like this. It was they're fat, dumb, and happy. And there's nothing to encourage them to look within and figure out what they need to change to be better because it's already so dang good for them. They've got the yacht. They've got the mansions. They've got the jerrycopter. You know, it's like... They're living the lifestyle of royalty. And in the NFL, Jerry Jones, frankly, is football royalty, and he loves it. That is his identity, being the guy that, that is the not just the owner of this flagship for the NFL. He, he's the, the chief spokesman, and everybody looks to him. You know, I mean – I don't think he's aware of how many of them are looking to him because they figure he's going to say something stupid or incredibly colorful or something like that that everybody can laugh at. But that's his life, and he's not going to give it up. And, you know, now you look at it and go, well, you know, Jerry doesn't have long. Well, Stephen Jones looks to be the same but without the the – incredibly colorful and occasionally obscene analogies uh, you know that, that he comes up with and 
he is, and as you said, he may be even more convoluted in the way he talks to people, in the way he he doesn't really give you any meat to chew on, just a lot of sizzle. And you know, he—that's a case where you know he is his father's son and has learned many lessons quite well at his father's knee, and so we're looking at possibly decades more like this. Yeah, the one he doesn't have though is the ability to create like some semblance of excitement. Jerry <laughs> does have the ability to do that as a salesman, and Stephen has none of it. All of his comments at the NFL Combine simply served as a wet blanket to mm-hmm. anybody, anybody who might have bought hook, line, and sinker Jerry's comments not even a month ago about how committed they were to being all into this process. And that, combined with a statement I heard from a GM this week, Brandon Bean, of the Buffalo Bills, who was asked about what his team gave up for Josh Allen. And he said, we got criticized a little bit for how much we gave up for Josh. And I'm like, well, if he doesn't work out, I'm not going to be here anyway. And if he does work out, no one's going to give a rip. Well, Mm -hmm. that thought process and truly like that risk analysis, that no parachute situation is precisely what the Cowboys can never have with their ownership structure. Mm-hmm. And as you just laid out, life's pretty damn good for the Jones boys, even if they're not winning Super Bowls or even appearing in NFC Championship games. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. reason do they have? What motivation do they have? Other than Jerry selling you that he cares a whole lot, what motivation do they have to truly do anything different from how they've done it? And that's... Yeah. Where like overarchingly, um, really disappointed with the way yeah. like the it, month is played since the Super Bowl is played out. How can I be in worse of a place mentally yeah, about the Cowboys? It 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 does kind of build our case for don't buy into it, don't eat the cheese, don't 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 grab the herp, hopium because you know this things just don't we there doesn't seem to be any change in course. Ah, man. I, I don't know. Maybe all we've really proven to in this podcast is that charisma and charm are not genetic traits uh, mm. and aren't passed from generation to generation. But, you know, we still got the Cowboys to look at. We still got the combine going on and the draft is very important to the Cowboys. So Will McClay, work some of your magic, find us some gem, late round gems and make sure that those, those, you know, premium round picks are, are well used. And we'll see in a little bit what's going on. Uh, soon we'll be talking about the new contracts and we'll be talking about free agency and then the draft comes. So. Yeah. If you want here. two good pieces, I guess, of positive notes that Steven did give us though, at the NFL combine, the Marvion Overshawn who you mentioned, and Trayvon Diggs, who were both lost this season, the torn ACLs, could be ready to go by training camp. May not even need to spend any time on the pup list before they are ready to go. So that was at least, if you want to take one piece of positivity from what Stephen delivered to us during his word salad media session there at the (laughs) NFL Combine, it would be that, that potentially two very – important pieces to the Cowboys 2024 plans 
are going to be back and, and available, hopefully, by the start of training camp. We'll see if that proves to be the case. But obviously, Tom, I think right now Cowboy Land is simply waiting for the news on what happens with Dak Prescott next. Uh, for Tom, I'm Roy. You guys stay riled up on the Cowboys, and we will see you next Thursday. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on Home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.